Let me pray for us as we get started. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful who have gathered here out of love for you. And may my words and our hearts together glorify you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I know y'all probably don't know this about Stephanie. (laughs) But she truly is a song savant. And by that, what I mean is she can hear a song one time and pretty much know the song and the words. And do you know what else? Sydney's just like her. I mean, it happens all the time. You know, we'll be driving down the highway and I'll say, well, who's singing that? And they'll, they'll say, who's singing it? And, and they're singing all the lyrics, all the lyrics. I mean, I don't know how that happens. You know, like I make up lyrics uh, because I, I don't know, I don't know what they are, you know? So, you know, there's all kinds of things that come out of my mouth. And when I was, when I was in high school, uh, people, you know, well, friends, I'd be just singing at the top of my lungs. They'd say, what are you singing? Because I was just making up words that I thought fit, you know? Well, there's a, one song that I really like, and, um, and, you know, the title of my message tonight is When Ashes and Love Collide. And the song is entitled Collide, and it's sung by Howie Day. Now, I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> I, I don't know what the verses are about, but I love the chorus. I like the chorus. Even the best fall down sometime. Even the stars refuse to shine. Out of the doubt that fills my mind, I somehow find you and I collide. And, and so I, want, I know it's probably a love song about two people that are trying to figure out love and, and all of that. But, but I want you to think about it as a love song uh, that is about God. And, and, you know, the truth is we're always trying to figure out how to draw near to God or how to have a better relationship with God, and, and even when we fall down, and even when the stars seem to refuse to shine, and even when we have our doubts, the song says, you and I collide. And it is true in our lives. We, we fall down. We have doubts. We sometimes feel that the cosmos has gone dark on us, right? It seems like we're doing a lot of colliding these days with each other and in our country and in our world. But even somehow in this song, there's hope there, isn't it? There's this hope that God and I will find a way to connect. It's interesting, isn't it, that on this day we celebrate Valentine's Day, a day of sharing love, and we also engage in Ash Wednesday, a service that calls us to reflect, to reconsider, to reconcile and renew. You know, this is about as close as the Christian church comes to Yom Kippur a day in the Jewish tradition where 
there's an intentionality about forgiveness and reconciliation. And, and this is, and it's, in Ash Wednesday really has become more of an individual thing where we kind of look inward and ask ourselves, where do we, you know, how do we, how can we better connect with God? How can we better follow in the way of Jesus? How can we better be open to the Spirit's guidance, right? Uh, and sometimes we are able to turn that a little bit outward toward uh, forgiveness and reconciliation with each other and with others who have harmed us. These seem difficult days, yet how do we have love without death and death without love? Tonight on Ash Wednesday, we remember that we are mortal, we're human. And so the whole idea of ashes and ashes and love colliding is that we take a good look at our humanity and, uh, and that it's all about love and it's about life and it's about death and it's about new life. And so all of that is happening all at the same time. On this day in the year 270, February 14th, 270, um, Valentine, a holy priest in Rome in the days of Emperor Claudius II, uh, was said to have been executed. And under the rule of Claudius, who was called Claudius the Cruel, uh, Rome was involved in many unpopular and very bloody campaigns, wars. The emperor had to maintain a strong army, but was having a difficult time getting the soldiers to join his military leagues. Good reason. Bad, bloody, cruel, unpopular campaigns. Claudius believed that Roman men were unwilling to join the army because of their strong attachment to their wives and families. <laughs> okay. And why wouldn't, wouldn't they be have strong attachments to their wives and families? So to get rid of the problem, Claudius banned all marriages and engagements in Rome. I feel a little bit like when it used to be that LGBTQ people couldn't get married, right? That's right. <laughs> Valentine realized that this was an injustice, and so he defied Claudius's uh, pronouncement and continued to perform marriages for young people in secret. But when his actions were found out, Claudius ordered that he be put to death, and so he was. Legend has it that he left a note in his cell for his jailer's daughter, whom he had become friends with. And he signed it from your Valentine. That's a legend, but it's a nice one, isn't it? And for his great service, Valentine was made a saint after his death. The church made Valentine a saint. Love and death collide. So given this colliding situation, what can we say about the gospel reading for Ash Wednesday? I, I had it read from the message because uh, the message has a, for some, for some of our ears, it, it just reads better. It's more contemporary, right? Um, and I love the language of, uh, 
Well, to be real honest with you, uh, the people it's taking on are all the pastors and priests and holy, you know, the people who run the synagogues and the temples and the churches and everything else, showing our phylacteries all off, you know, uh, and uh, performing. And so this is really directed at, at pastors and kind of how they were showing off their stuff. Um, so it's odd on a day in which we get marked by ashes and sometimes wear them proudly throughout the day that the scripture in the more traditional words says beware of practicing your righteousness before others in order to be seen by them for then you have no reward from your Abba who is God in heaven or about giving to the poor the scripture reads Whenever you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. And in the language of the message, which is a, a, a paraphrase of scripture, it talks about them being actors and being seen by everybody. You know, we like people to know what we're doing, right? We like people to know that we're feeding hungry people in downtown Dallas or that we're giving people who are begging on the street uh, care bags and things like that. So finding that balance of how do we speak about it but letting it be uh, not a show. Or whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so they may be seen by others. Uh, yeah. But here's what I think about this. My mic's a little live. Um, personally, I think that a lot of this teaching is really what the writer of Matthew wants to say. And it's put into Jesus' mouth. You know? What rings true to me are words like, when you are caring for the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. God will see you. And when you pray, go into your room and close the door and pray. That, that rings more true to Jesus's than don't be hypocritical, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. I think Jesus was all about transforming the religious nature of the day. Uh, we see it in his baptism, we see it in communion, that he takes what we're being uh, made into theater and he makes it new. We'll get into that more as we go through Lent, but uh, it's pretty amazing to me that Jesus was all about transformation. Transformation of faith, transformation of relationship with God, transformation of relationship with each other, transformation of relationship with your own personal relationship. And so those are the parts of the teaching that I hear uh, more like Jesus and how he lived and taught and died. And again, we collide. Our outward lives collide with our inward lives. The grace in all of this, I think, is that contemporary song by Howie Day. Even the best fall down sometimes. And the stars refuse to shine and doubts fill our minds and somehow we find that God and us collide. Do you know
know that when two stars collide, they release immense energy, immense energy. And oftentimes they form an even larger neutron star. And so I think about that. If we allow ourselves to collide head on with God, if we open ourselves to let the Spirit guide us, if we open ourselves to follow in the way of Jesus, if we really seek the presence of God in our practice of life and living, that we will, that the energy released from that will be immense. I follow along with a liturgist called uh, Tom Schumann, and we, in our services, a lot of times we'll use some of his prayers, some of his liturgies. And um, he, he gave me the idea that uh, of the, the life of Jesus is a place where ashes and love collide. And in his life and death and resurrection, we are called into this journey with Jesus to Jerusalem where dreams will turn into dust as love is silenced by betrayal and death. We are challenged to remember that Jesus' wilderness experience models for us how to choose good over evil. How to turn our backs on the voices that call us to utter cruel things. How to find strength to work for justice and care for the forgotten. How to set aside our individual desires so we can serve the most vulnerable. And how to draw on ancient traditions of silence engaging with scripture and prayer. As ashes and love collide, we get to remember our baptism into faith. We get to remember that on Ash Wednesday, we were marked with ashes that make us siblings with Jesus. And we come to the table of God's grace, and we come to be embraced by a God whose love never ends. We get to collide. in all our humanness and all our divine nature head on with God. Thanks be to God. Amen.